Hello, hello. We are back in action after a few week break from the podcast. It feels so good to be back behind the microphone making an intro for you right now. And it feels so good to be hitting publish on an episode. It feels like it's been an eternity since I've done this. Um, I've missed you. I hope that you've missed the podcast. And I'm excited for this episode today. Today we have my friend Ashley joining us. She was actually on the podcast In one of the first few episodes, she joined us. And so I'm excited to have her back on uh, talking about her new ebook, Don't Forget Dad, which is about exactly what the title sounds like not forgetting the ever so important fathers in our children's lives and how we can, what we can do to honor them and lift them up and um, encourage them and help them in their role as as dad. And so this conversation was so encouraging and so insightful for myself. And I, um, I'm so looking forward to getting you, to you getting to hear it. So uh, I hope that it blesses you and encourages you in the same way that it did for me. Hey, I'm Jenna, and you're listening to the Joy-Filled Podcast, where our aim is to encourage and equip you to live fully surrendered and full of joy as you walk out your God-given mission. Grab your coffee and let's live joy-filled. Ashley is no stranger to the podcast. She actually came on with me in the very beginning. It was like the second month of the podcast and we did an episode together. So Ashley, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us again. I am so excited that you're here with us today. Yes, thank you for having me again. It is it's always fun. Yes, it's always, it's especially when it's like, for me, interviewing my friends is, it's just, it's so much fun. So I love that we get to do this together Um, again. So for those of us that are new to the Joy-Filled podcast, um, maybe weren't around when you were on the first time, tell us a little about you. What makes you you? What do we need to know about Ashley? Yeah. So I have been married to my husband, Jordan, for almost six years And he is a worship pastor um, at our church. And so I actually met him through leading worship. So we have the joy of serving alongside um, each other in ministry together every week. And I love that. Um, We've got two kiddos. So we have a three-year-old daughter named Ada and an 18-month-old boy named Knox. And then we've also got a baby in heaven um, named Sailor who we lost at um, when I was 10 weeks pregnant, and that was just a few months ago. So as a family, we're definitely moving through a season of like pretty intense grief, um, but God mm-hmm. has been really using it um, just to draw me closer to Him, and He's been really yeah. faithful through it all. So that has, that's been a gift um, in so many ways. And I'm a stay-at-home mom and a writer, so I'm primarily home with the babies, and whenever I um, you know, create the space. I'm working on the manuscript for my first book and following Love the Lord's that. leading with other projects. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, so I'm really passionate about writing and reading and theology and biblical literacy. I just love learning about who God is and um, what his word says and 
I also love Chick-fil-A and Starbucks and Target. <laughs> so I'm a pretty basic, like, mom of littles, I guess. <laughs> and everywhere. And, ev- and all the moms said amen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So around here, we're all about joy, reclaiming joy, claiming joy for our lives. And what I found, one of the ways that I do that and that I found that a lot of people um, do that practically speaking, because, you know, joy can be something that's like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds cool. But when it comes to like, how do I do this in my life? How do I actually walk out reclaiming joy? One of the things that was so pivotal for me um, is taking purposeful action. And I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to listen to it, you can go back and listen to explaining what reclaiming joy and what purposeful action actually is. But um, to just give a li- the listener a summary, purposeful action is really just like, it's not just doing things to do things. It's it's making moves towards the things that you really feel God has burdened on your heart. And that, because God, we're all called to go and tell the good news. That's all of our calling as Christians. But our purpose is how we uniquely do that. Because when we all, you, we all have a unique role to play in the call to go and tell the good news to all the people. And when we are walking in that purpose, all the people get reached. And so I, I would love to know, what does purposeful action look like for you in this season of your life? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I mentioned, I'm a stay-at-home mom and our family is in full-time vocational ministry. So for me purposeful action right now just honestly looks like a lot of unexciting, um, monotonous stuff and just truly primarily focusing um, on glorifying God through stewarding my family and my home well. Um, And for me, that's, it's always been like really hard to, to really narrow that down because it doesn't necessarily like feel quote unquote productive. Um, which has been hard for me, um, because I definitely spent a lot of time in my younger years, like feeling that pull to be defined, um, by what I do and how much I can Mm -hmm. produce. And so suddenly being in a season where things are a lot more hidden, um, has really kind of rooted that out in me, um, which has been really great for growing, um, in the Lord, but it's definitely, yeah, my purposeful action looks like doing dishes and making meals three times a day for little people who sometimes just throw it on the floor or aren't as appreciative Mm -hmm. as it would be nice if they were. And it looks like assisting my husband with random ministry stuff and um, making an intentional effort to make sure that our home is like a haven and a safe place for Mm -hmm. them um, and for him to come home and unwind to. and it looks like the never ending laundry mountain and mm-hmm. all of these things that are just so like stereotypical, like what you think of just stuff in yeah. the home. But that is truly what um, my everyday looks like. And um, honestly, though, I just I'm recognizing more and more that how we spend our days is how we'll spend our life. And mm, wow. so I just don't want to cruise through this season of motherhood um, and just like not be intentional. I don't want to just go by on autopilot and then realize all of the opportunities that I missed in shaping their souls because that is 
like the responsibility that the Lord has given me right now in this season mm-hmm. when I do have the opportunity to be home with them. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm realizing that and that I've heard it said like more is caught than what is taught. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that. And so I'm just committed to imperfectly modeling what it yeah. looks like to love Christ and to serve him um, for my kids. And so hopefully one day they will grow up and um, be able to attest to that fact that that I was deeply rooted in him. That would be my goal. Yeah. And that is, it truly is so purposeful. And it, even though it doesn't feel like it for so many of us, I know that there are the large portion of the women who listen to this podcast are moms and it and moms of littles and we're we're both in this season together our kids are really close in age i think mm-hmm. our youngest are the same age pretty much mm-hmm. um and it, it often the day to day does not feel purposeful and it does not feel important and it does not feel you know, like it's amounting to anything. It, like you said, it feels monotonous and it feels, you know, I, I'm doing the dishes. How does that, how does that glorify God? But like you also said, so many things are caught and so many things are there. It, the way our kids turn out is a, largely because of how we model and how we respond to when they throw the food and how, you know, how we love them when they're in the middle of, handling big emotions and Mm -hmm. how we, you know, how they see us positioning our lives to glorify God and how they see us, you know, bringing our own selves to the feet of Jesus and bringing them with us. And so I love that this, that this was the answer to that question, because I think it's a great reminder for so many of us that this is purposeful. And yeah. and this this holy work that we're doing as mothers and as, you know, makers of the home, it is purposeful and it is important. And it is it's not you didn't just find yourself here. It, it's it's a divine placement and a divine appointment that God has matched up you and your kids in your home. God, God, God orchestrated that. God did that. So. I just I love that that is how you answer that question. And mm-hmm. it's really the point of, you know, evaluating what purposeful action is, because a lot of times we think that doing and doing and, you know, if we can just get enough done, that's how we find purpose. But it it really is often in the day to day, the monotonous things is where the the purpose really does shine through. So I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, and the second part of how I really, um, in my own life, have kind of reclaimed and continue to claim joy, um, the other piece of that is faithful stewardship and just mm-hmm. stewarding you know, not striving for all the other things, but just stewarding what God has placed in my hands right now. So I'd love to know, I'd love for you to share um, what area of life or maybe what season of life has faithful stewardship been the most challenging for you? Yeah, honestly, it's ironically, it's kind of the same, um, the same role, just the other side of that coin. And I love how you said, like, you didn't just find yourself here because that, 
is so true. Like the Lord definitely orchestrated it, but also Mm -hmm. like my husband and I did make an intentional decision that I would be home during this season um, Mm -hmm. with our children and our family. And that's just what we feel like the Lord has called us to. And so where that goes into being a challenge for me sometimes in that faithful stewardship um, area is because it's just so hard in our Western culture to like not buy into the hustle like everyone Mm -hmm. else is so committed to. And I really like had a hard time for a long time. I would answer that question. Oh, what do you do? And I would say, Oh, I'm just a mom. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's been something that the Lord has really had to like make me realize like, no, like you are a mom and like you own that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to think that if we have gifts or abilities, um, that obviously we want to use them for God's glory. But in our culture, it's very difficult to not feel the pressure to like need to turn that into a career path or turn mm-hmm. your hobby into an Etsy shop or et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Just that whole like hashtag mom boss pressure. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's important for me to say like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I think that that is amazing. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. so awesome that all of these moms are doing that. But it becomes a problem when we automatically assume that just because everyone else is doing it, that that is what God has for our life. And so the Lord has made it very clear to me that that is not the path that he would like for me to take right now in this season. And so just like being obedient to like my role and my things that he has given me, what he's placed into my hands has been harder when I take my eyes off of him. And when I just Mm -hmm. look around at what everybody else is doing, because when I do that, then it's really easy for me to just like get off kilter and start trying to put my worth back in to things that I could quote unquote produce. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's, God hasn't called me to that in this season. And Mm so um, I've got a faithfully steward what is directly in front of me today. And so that's like my family, the community um, that is in front of me and all of that stuff matters, you know, way more than, than anything else I could be reaching for that's outside of his, his purpose for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And that's so powerful. And, you know, when we, when we look at, you're so right. Our, our culture is so obsessed with the hustle and so obsessed with, being you know boss women and which I I don't really like that phrase but um but and you know it's so it's so true that not everyone is you know called to that and and I think more than anything it's a matter of your heart and it's a matter of like, are you, I see so many, you know, posts and things targeted at like, are you tired of being just a mom? Are you tired of just staying home with your kids all day? And if that's your motive, if that's your focus for why you want to start creating things and making money and producing things or fill in the blank, maybe check your heart. Because, But if, you're, if your motive is pure and if you feel God, if you feel peace and you know, if everything else lines up, then go for it. But if, you know, if 
if your motive is to to not be just a mom anymore, you know, yeah. like you said, like being just a mom, that's enough because that's where right. God has us. And that's where that's where he wants us. It doesn't mean that we have to be only a mom. You're not only a mom. I'm not only a mom. Exactly. Like it, you know, God yeah. doesn't ask us to lay down all the things that we love and all the things that we're good at and all the things that we're passionate about. Like we can write and I can blog and I can do a podcast and I can, yes. you know, show up on, you know, we can do all these things, but it's such a matter of the heart and it's such a matter of the motive. And, you know, as, as moms, these kids have been placed in our hands and it's our, we have a responsibility to steward them. And, and for me in my own life, when I'm, I have things that I feel called to and that I feel God has burdened me to, you know, alongside motherhood. But I am very clear that this right here, this motherhood, this this mothering that I'm doing, these kids, this is my most important ministry. And if anything comes between if anything comes in front of that, it, it's it's going. If anything causes me to sacrifice that, it's out of my life, you know? So I think it's yeah. just like Get super clear on that. Get super clear on your motive. Get super clear on, ask God for clarity on what he has placed in your hands. And then go and be a faithful steward of that. And go and steward the heck out of it. And he will probably add more to your hands. Because the Bible says, when you're faithful with little, you'll be given much. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, you nailed it for sure. <laughs> Uh, so you, speaking of projects and creating things, you have created something that is really amazing and so, so, so incredible. It, Father's Day is right around the corner and you have created something called Don't Forget Dad. And I would love to hear how this came to life and what is it and how can we jump in this because even the title don't forget dad when you first told me about it I was like yep I'm in <laughs> so tell <laughs> us that. about it yeah so my husband and I have walked through a lot of really painful circumstances over the past few years obviously 2020 it's just in 2021 mm -hmm. yeah. it's just been so hard for everybody um but we we really more so than just the pandemic we um obviously have lost a baby just a few months mm -hmm. ago. Um, we walked through a significant um, betrayal that really changed everything about our lives. Um, and at the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic started, my husband was in a really serious car accident um, that he absolutely should not have survived. It was a complete miracle. Um, our kids were just turned two and three months old at the time. And when I went up and saw the accident scene, I just, I couldn't even reconcile in my mind how he had crawled mm -hmm. out of that situation. Um, wow. And so God really used that situation to kind of begin like an unraveling of a lot of hidden trauma in my own life that I had just never dealt with. Um, and so our marriage has just really been transformed and strengthened through each of these situations that have kind mm -hmm. of unfolded over the past, you know, few years. And, um, as he's been working on me, 
the Lord has really changed my perspective on my husband as a father. And he's really just brought me to a place of compassion about the weight that he has specifically carried in all of these different circumstances. Because I think it's easy for us to um, just assume that we as moms or we as women's kind of carry some of some of these certain weights that we feel and burdens for our family. And we forget that our husbands, the fathers of our children are also carrying these things and they're carrying a lot of other things that um, maybe we just don't realize because they don't have a safe space to to talk about it maybe in some of the ways that we do. Um, And so I realized that there was kind of a common thread among Christ-following moms who are married to Christ-following dads that we can easily get caught in this pitfall of believing that our role and struggles and life are more significant than theirs. Mm, Um, And even like society at large, not talking about Christ following moms and and married to Christ following dads, um, you know, fatherhood has just kind of overall it's, it's been demonized while motherhood Mm -hmm. has been glorified. And, um, Yeah. And of course, I know that I'm making like sweeping generalizations with that. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, not everybody is going to fall into some of these things perfectly. But I think the bottom line is it's really easy for us to forget that the fathers of our children have very real needs and struggles in parenting, just like we do as moms. And it's easy for Mm -hmm. us to forget that they are also burnt out and overwhelmed and carry the weight of responsibility over our family. And they also lack support in their journey the same yeah. way that we feel like in our mommy culture that yeah. that yeah. we are lacking support. And sometimes as women, we're just a lot more vocal about it. And so mm-hmm. this idea, as I was kind of wrestling through and thinking about all these things, was just kind of birthed in me um, to create a resource designed to encourage moms to more actively support pray for and cultivate a better relationship with and honor their children's father. Um, so from that outset, I, I realized this is definitely not a one size fits all type of scenario. Mm-hmm. There are so many women who are absolutely crushing it as single moms. There are moms who have become widows unexpectedly or um, mm-hmm. moms who are co-parenting with a man who isn't a godly dad. And because I haven't lived those experiences, I don't feel comfortable specifically speaking into those situations. But I do acknowledge that we all have different journeys through which we're trying to glorify God. And so even though not everyone's story looks the same, um, I believe that there are a large group of moms out there who are kind of walking in similar shoes as mine, um, who are women who love the Lord and trying to raise their family to that end that have husbands, dads who are committed to that same call and are both imperfect, you know, both covered by God's Mm -hmm. grace, um, but both desiring to grow in sanctification. And so it's surprisingly, I've found this woman in this type of a situation that can be more tempted in some ways to harbor resentment towards her child's father Um, or be tempted to think that her struggles are so much, you know, worse. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so in my opinion, like these guys, these godly fathers don't get enough credit or appreciation for mm-hmm. all that they do yeah. in our families. And so I want to do my part in helping to change that narrative. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm prayerful that, that this resource will be beneficial to moms who are dedicated to pursuing Jesus in any circumstance, um, regardless of their, their father's, you know, contribution or lack thereof to their family. Um, but at the end of the day, I want us to all remember that the fathers of our children are all image bearers. They're all made in mm-hmm. God's likeness yeah. and all worthy of dignity. And so every single one of us have room to grow in humility mm-hmm. and in honoring the man whose DNA makes up half of the child that we absolutely adore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that that's important. I just wanted to also recognize the significance of of my nuance in writing it that I know exists. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know that there may be parts of it that you know, won't exactly fit every situation, but that's my heart behind it. I love that. I think that's so amazing. And honest, I agree with you on a lot of what you said about how easy it is to, you know, think that our, you know, our struggles and our feelings and our, you know, the things that we go through as moms is somehow greater or somehow more than what our husbands, what the fathers go are going through. And Mm -hmm. that's just not true. And, um, and I think oftentimes that those feelings can be, you know, it's very easy for the enemy to use them to cause division in the home. And, or even if, you know, even if you don't live in the same home as the father of your children cause division in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that this tool is will be just that a tool. So tell us a little bit more about what exactly is it? What do we get when you know we we purchase the Don't Forget Dad resource? What what are we what are we signing on to? What do we get? Yeah, so it is basically going to be an ebook um, format. So it'll be a digital download, and um, it's essentially a fourteen day journey to kind of going through that process of honoring, um, your child's father more. Um, and Mm -hmm. after acknowledging the nuance of my situation, I have tried to write it in a way that, that it would be beneficial truly for any mom thinking about, Mm -hmm. um, the father of their children in any situation. And, um, so there are reflection questions. There's, um, some prayers that I've written out. And so hopefully, um, can spark, you know, the prayer life of, of the mom and some space to, to reflect and kind of flesh out some of those things. And then at the end of the, the kind of 14 days, there's, um, some additional content with kind of some more practical ideas, just like fun, uh, creative things to help repair that, that relationship, um, with the child's father and, and just kind of, um, grow in, in that honor and, mm-hmm. and just kind of loving on them and, and making sure that yeah. they know that they're seen and they're appreciated yeah. um, too. So that's so valuable. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to walk through the the 14 day journey and um, 
to to go through the ebook. I think it's going to be so beneficial for me and for so many women. And um, I'm super grateful for you and super grateful for God for, you know, just depositing this idea into you and then grateful for your obedience in that and creating it. Um, last question, and this is a fun one. Uh, so one of the ways that I like to reclaim joy in my own life is through something I call counting the joy. Um, and it's basically just listing out all the little things that are making me happy. It's like a glorified gratitude list. Um, all the things that are adding joy to my life. So I would love to know, I'd love for you to share, where are you counting the joy in your life right now? Yes. So I think my favorite thing, honestly, right now is just watching the relationship between our kids. So like that sibling bond starting to form between Knox and Ada, it is just so sweet right now. And Knox is in this phase where he's like really starting to show affection. And so he'll just like walk up to his sister and just hug her. And it's just like, it's truly the sweetest thing. Like his little hugs are just like so tender and he just wraps his arms all the way around her. And it just like, it melts me, man. (laughs) And I just, Oh, I just, I love it. Um, yeah. So they are bringing me just, their interactions are bringing me a lot of joy because they're really funny together too. So that's fun. Um, and then I'm reading fiction again, which is new for me. I'm like, I'm a huge bookworm. So I always have an endless, list and stack of books that I'm always working through. But I like since high school, I literally always read nonfiction because I just Mm -hmm. love learning and I just, I just can't stop. And so everyone tells me reading fiction is really good for you just to like relax and just like chill. Mm -hmm. But again, it's hard for me to do because it feels quote unquote unproductive. So I've been forcing myself to do that and sitting out by the fire at night and just like reading fiction and relaxing. Um, and so that's been, you know, kind of a practical step in, in a rest rhythm for me right now. That's been really good. I love that. You have to share what book are you reading right now? Oh my goodness. Why am I blanking on the title? It's, um, (laughs) is it the light between oceans? Does that, it's like a really popular one. Um, I literally just started it. Um, yeah. The light between oceans. I'm pretty I haven't confident. read a fiction book since high school, so don't ask me. My best yeah. friend is like a major bookworm, and she's always like, Jenna, you need to read. And I'm like, I would love to, but I just, I don't know. I need to. I know, and it, I'm like you, I know that it, like, I, I believe everyone when they say that it's so good for you. Yes. It's so good for you. I'm like, I believe you. You don't have to convince me. I just, maybe I just need to order some books and do it. Because I, right now I'm like, all the only books I'm reading are like birthing books and uh, leadership books. That's both ends of the spectrum. (laughs) I know. I'm with you. And I completely like felt the same way. And then, I mean, everybody is right. I did Google it because that was going to bother me. It is The Light Between Oceans. Mm. (laughs) I like literally just started it. It was super popular because they made a movie about it. And I haven't seen the movie either, Um, but I do like to read books before I see the movie. So that'll be good. Um, But yeah, so I'm enjoying it. It's a new little thing, but you could just go to Goodwill too, because that's where we get our, Yeah, you can find cheap books there. I I am not much of a shopper. I'm not a go out to the store. I'm like, if Goodwill had an online store, you you know, I'd be there. But I think there's some secondhand online 
online secondhand bookstore. So I'll I'll start looking. I'll start asking around. Um, yeah. That's that's my takeaway today. Start reading fiction. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing just a little bit about you and how you're taking purposeful action right now, and sharing with us about the Don't Forget Dad ebook that is available on your website for us to purchase. Uh, like I said before, I will leave links in the show notes to all of Ashley's information and all the information that you need to grab the Don't Forget Dad ebook. Um, but again, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes, thanks for having me. If this episode meant something to you, could you do me a favor real quick? Could you take a minute to screenshot what you're listening to, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag me? This helps me stay energized and encouraged and also helps me connect and chat with you, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Plus, it's a great way for me to know what you are loving and wanting more of. Praying joy unspeakable over you today and always. And in the meantime, I will see you over on Instagram.